Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is your host, Brian Wayne here, and uh, I'm here to let you know, in case you did not know already, uh, that the Cheers to Comics podcast has since evolved. And uh, if you're looking for a new shiny place to get your comic books from, then you need to head on over to Shop cheers to comics.com it's like cheers to comics.com only with the shop in front of it uh shop cheers to comics.com and if you use code podcast at checkout you're going to save yourself 10 percent and i'm constantly adding new inventory hot spec books uh everything everything any any type of book under the sun is it uh as it, as it comes under my radar and it gets added into the inventory, I, I make it available to you. So remember, head on over to shopcheerstocomics.com and use code PODCAST at checkout and save yourself 10%. Again, welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 383. The 383rd episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast is a pull list priorities, and I'll be going over the books of the future. The FOCs, uh, at the latest possible date, the 13th, but I like to, you know, the 12th too, because things are weird and inconsistent, but technically speaking the 13th is the final final order cutoff so perspective and whatnot so yeah the books that you need to have ordered otherwise they don't get printed and shops they aren't printing willy-nilly these days you know it's just what it is um uh, you know paper shortages and shit like that these these publishers aren't like oh well, fucking we got an order for 18,000 we'll print 20,000 no that's not a thing now i guarantee it so, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, important stuff, important stuff. I'll also be going over the books that are coming out on the next new comic book day, the 15th, just in case there's something you missed, you know? Um, and new stuff comes to light, too. You know, sometimes some spoilers are revealed. I'm, you know, I know some people that know some people. You know, maybe I can give you a little inside, uh, 
inside tip. We'll see how uh, how generous I'm feeling. Well, I mean, that's why I do this. If I have a tip, I give it to you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but before I get into all that, I have to remind you that ShopCheersToComics.com is still alive and kicking. I have not given up on the shop. That's, I mean, well, you fucking, what, what, you podcasting now because you failed at your shop? Nope. I've just uh, found other ways to manage my time. So, hit up shopcheerstocomics.com. I'm constantly adding inventory to the website. Uh, anything that doesn't get sold in my Facebook sales gets put onto the website. You know, it's kind of like the sloppy second. So if you want first dibs, make sure you follow the Cheers to Comics Facebook page. Join the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. And, uh, yeah, that'll that'll steer you in the right direction to get in on these these uh, these sales I do. You know, I do auction style. I do buy it now style. I do, I do, I, I, I do styles, man, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And it just makes more sense to try to sell them before I, you know, take the time to add them into inventory. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So, yep. Let's let's uh, let's get down to it. What do we? Let's let's start with. Hmm. What should we start with? Let's start with. Well, let's start with the diamond stuff. Let's see what's in previews this week. Starting with Vault Comics, due to be ordered by the thirteenth of June. We have. Barbaric Harvest Blades. It's a one-shot, so if you're not reading Barbaric, it's got all of the potential to be adapted. It's a great... It was a, it was a great little series. And now there's it's back with a one-shot and lots of covers to choose from. Let's see here. Looks like a lot of them are in senses. We got an A and a B, then we got a 1 and 5, a 1 and 10, I got a 1 and 25, a 1 and 50, 1 and 75, and 1 and 100. Is this last week, too? I think this is last week, too. This is sounding deja vu-ish. Quite possibly. But yeah, that's Vault for you. We've also got Quests Aside, number three, due to be ordered by The weekend, And West of Sundown, number four. Alright, I'm not too familiar with this. Oh, it's Tim Seeley and Aaron Campbell. That cover looks... I mean, it look, it look, oh, it's cool. It's like an old movie poster. I like it. I'm kind of liking this this movie poster type of fad style homage situation that's been happening lately. You know, I I, I, I took down the the wall recently because I thought I was going to be moving and there's change of plans and I'm not sure I'm going to be moving anytime soon. Now again, you know, and I'm not going to get into the reasons why. Just the economy sucks is really the over looking <laughs> reason um but uh no nah, i mean so the, the the wall of books is slowly starting to get put back together right now right now the theme is facsimiles is what i'm doing facsimiles and my favorite villains so professor pig and kingpin and uh f- fucking penguin and you know the best the best of the best i need to i just realized i need some vader covers up there what I need. I need me some Vader covers. But yeah, point is, I'm I went on kind of like a hiatus of, you know, ordering wall books, you know, books strictly for the cover, and uh now I'm gonna be kind of back into that again. What's the sundown? That's just a good looking I mean I, I I would just want that movie poster to be honest. It's 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 cool. All of the covers are pretty neat actually. 
I don't know what West of Sundown is, but it's at issue number four, so I'm not going to try to read some synopsis and potentially spoil anything for you. Can't do it. All right. Uh, what's what's up with Scout? Let me tell you what's up with Scout. We got Broken Eye, number four. All right, we got Cities of Magic, number three. And we've got another Mullet Cop one-shot. Oh, yeah, baby. This one's six ninety-nine, not... Eight ninety nine, like the other one was. Oh, the other one might have been seven ninety nine. I just know it was closer to eight dollars uh, than it was seven. So uh, Tom Lintern is back, and it's it's kind of funny actually. I, I, it took me way too long to read Mullet Cop. If you were listening to the podcast, you you knew how excited I was about it. Um, I got the uh, the ash can in the Scout subscription box. And I was like, well, when the fuck does this come out? And the book finally come out, and it was just a one-shot, so there was no excuse for me to not read it. But then I, I, I did read it, and it's exactly what I... It's got Danny McBride written all over it. It has been scheduled to be adapted. Um, it has been picked up. You know, Scout has their, 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 their deal with their production company. I forget what the name of it is, but it's not really all that important. And I know there's a lot of people like, yeah, I keep saying that about Scout books, but we haven't seen it yet. Well, they just started announcing shit, and I've never seen a decent movie take a year to make. You know, okay, maybe maybe a year to make, but I mean, it's coming out of pandemic times. It's the, 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 their first movie. I don't expect them to get it done quick. You know, uh, there's just movies aren't easy to make. People, you know, it takes everybody's schedule lining up and shit. Sometimes, you know, fucking, I don't know. I don't need to explain all this shit to you guys. But I'm just saying, don't give up on Scout books being adapted. This, the Scout universe will be a thing here soon. I, I promise you, hold tight. Hold tight, my friends. Um, but yeah, Mullet Cup, back with another one-shot. You know? Uh, the, the, the first one's probably going to be the more valuable one, obviously. But this, this cover's just... It's rad, man. <laughs> it's got so much going on. It is, that is the coolest segue of all time. And I know you're not, it's not a sentence that you would think that would ever be spoked, spoken, the coolest segue. I mean, that's oxymoronic, but check it out, coolest fucking segue ever. And this ain't Paul Blart, people. You know, it's, 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 it's fucking hardcore. I mean, I don't know if it's hardcore, but. Dude, it's a book called Mullet Cop that sounds exactly... (laughs) Uh, And on from Scout, we're going to scoot all the way up to Black Caravan. How about that, huh? That's that's fucking... That's a reference of a segue right there. Uh, All of them. Scoot, Black Caravan, Scout. If you got to explain the joke, Brian... I don't know if you call it a joke. It's not a joke. It wasn't supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be kind of clever. But if you got to explain it, how clever is it? You know? You know? Shut the fuck up. Uh, Pentagram of Horror number three. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I ordered this through Lunar last week. I could be mistaken, but I read the first issue of Pentagram of Horror actually in the Nerds Forever shop. Like, in their shop. Yeah. I fucking went up there like I said I did, and we're going to play some D&D on waiting for people to show up or i'm sorry not dnd pathfinder how dare you i checked out that first issue of pentagram of horror and it is a metal 
The art is fantastic. It is right up my alley. And then we've got Rad Wraith, number two. Due to be ordered by Monday. Oh, I just fucking exited out of Previews World. Oh me, oh my. Hold on, I'll get us there. I could talk along the way, right? Nope, that's Lunar again. You hit the wrong thing. Get your shit together. Alright, we got this, people. From Black Caravan, we're gonna jump on up to Behemoth, I believe. We are. And there is a little bit of Behemoth. We've got Illusion Witch, number two. Done by Ruben Romero and Andrea Errico. Right on. Once again, it's a number two. I don't really, I mean, I didn't jump on it. But it is a behemoth book, and it's kind of, they've been, I mean, their batting average with me is pretty fucking good. Can't think of the, a, a behemoth book that, what it was, You Promised Me, not You Promised Me Dark, yeah, You Promised Me Darkness. Was that behemoth? If it was, that was the only miss for me from Behemoth. But it might not even have been. Uh, AWA. We have Absolution, number one. I feel like this is deja vu, but it clearly says the 13th. Peter Milgan, Mike Diodoto. Oh, yeah, Mike Diodoto's back. He is just killing it over at Upshot, people. Don't sleep. Oh, here's another one of those fucking, like, 80s movie-style posters. I don't like it. See, this is like different companies, too. I mean, it's a thing right now. It's a thing. It's a nice little fad. We're going to look on back on this 30 years later and be like, remember when they were doing that shit and how cool it was? You know? Aftershock. Aftershock, we've got Astronaut Down, number two. Uh, who, who's doing this one? James Patrick? Yeah. I actually heard good things about issue number one. I didn't. I can't say personally, but I, I have heard good things. And then we've got there's something wrong with Patrick Todd number one. I think the reason why all this is looking so familiar to me now that I think about it is because I looked at the FOCs way early in the week. And I apologize. This is coming out later, and I anticipated. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I it had been so long. I forgot how to actually publish episodes on, or at least publish episodes properly on my hosting site, Megaphone. I, uh, I set it for a future date. And it just kind of sat there. And that was last week. Now this week, uh, I, I just I lost track of time. I forgot I did it. Let's put it that way. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you still do this, son of a bitch. <sighs> but I'll, 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 I'll get back into this being on time. Actually, I, I, my goal is for this to actually air on Wednesdays, not Fridays. Give you some more time to get the listen in. You know what I mean? Especially since creator corners aren't going to be weekly anymore. Give you old, you know, listen to it on the way to the shop. Get get get, get filled in, you know. I you, you can listen to it twice, you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, people, but all right. There's something wrong with Patrick Todd. What was this about? Ed Brisson, all right, and Gavin Gidry, okay, okay. And then Chris O'Halloran on the covers, and then Hassan Astamante allowed on the fucking. This is a dream team, people. 
15-year-old Patrick Todd lives on the run, hiding out in seedy motels, living out of his backpack and making sure that his mom, recently struck down by a mysterious illness of the mind, is well cared for. But doctors cost money. A lot of money. And so Patrick turns to a life of crime. Using the telepathic abilities he has been hiding all of his life, he forces the worst of the worst to rob banks, taking the money before making them turn themselves into the police. Man, I feel like I should not keep going because there's still another blurb here and that was good enough. All right, don't fuck it up. But someone has taken notice of Patrick's schemes. A reckoning is coming. Will the police find Patrick in time to save him, or will he become yet another victim of the killer called Zeus? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like this cover's homaging something, and I can't fucking... Ugh. I can't nail down what it is. But interesting. Definitely has some potential to it. I very much like Ed Brisson, so... I will be adding that one to my personal pull list, as well as getting a few extra copies to put up on the uh, on the website potentially. Through a blaze, we have Promethe thirteen thirteen. Is that Promethe? Promethe? Andy Diggle and <laughs> and Sean. <laughs> I'm such a fucking simp. And Sean Martin Raw. Oh, that's a jock cover, too. So you know it's going to be simple and elegant. Blowing it up, it is. It's like a blood moon. But like, or well, no, like a bloody moon. I don't know. I don't know. How, all right, what what is Promethe 1313? I feel like it's not 1313. I think it's 131. I don't fucking, who knows? Uh, let's see here. Durga, durga, dude. These people did this. Yep, blah, 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 blah. Alright, a psychological sci-fi horror comic full of alien conspiracy. Okay, what if you knew the world was about to end? What would you be willing to do to save the people you love? Darla... Nope. Has been plagued by apocalyptic visions ever since she she was abducted by a UFO as a child. Now, she's ready to put it all behind her and move on with her life. But what if it's all true? A dangerous, multi- a dangerous cult militia is prepping for the end of the world, and they see Darla as the key to their survival. Meanwhile, something alien is awakening on the dark side of the moon. And the crew of the space shuttle Atlantis have a rendezvous with Destiny. Yes, a prequel to Promethe. Okay, so this isn't... Alright, so Christoph, Christoph Beck's best-selling, mind-bending graphic novel series, Promethe 1313. Oh, yep, see, I was right. No, it's, I was wrong. It is 13 colon 13. Tells the thrilling, fast-paced space drama leading up to the moments of September 21st, 2019 at 1313. So, 921, 2019 at 13. All right. Fucking, oh, I love numerology. I always try to fine uh, you know whatever you don't give a shit uh all right this one has my attention you know uh, a blaze they they have a lot of fucking potential i don't know about uh, like spec potential 
I mean, in, in any com- any book from any publisher has the potential to be adapted. Uh, but, well, I guess there really is no but. Or maybe there is. Obviously there's a but. I don't know what the but is. It just doesn't happen as much as it would be if it were image, I guess. Uh, that's really what it is. I mean, we're all still waiting on something as killing the children. And uh, the, the, a lot of other Boom series... Uh, who, what other, let, let me think, what else out there, uh, Dark Horse, I guess, puts out some stuff, but a lot of that's because of video games, not all of it, but a lot of it, so there's, there's that, um, trying to think of some creator-owned stuff that's been adapted outside of Image, and I'm sure there is, you know, a, a, a nice list of stuff, it's just not, it's not coming to me, because everything that pops up seems to be an Image book. I mean, then that's my point, you know, uh, it's just, uh, but not every book should be picked up with only the intention of, well, can I flip it later on? Otherwise it's not worth it. Cause I say bullshit. I say, first of all, if you pre-order your books, there's a damn good chance you're getting a discount off of the cover price already. Okay. So there's that. And if you're not hit me up, seriously, uh, there's a million ways at cheers to comics on Twitter is probably the best way. Um, you can email me cheers to comics podcast at gmail.com. You can email store at cheers to comics.com. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of me. You can find me on Instagram. Obviously, if you're in the, you know, part of the cheers to comics, Facebook group, which I really suggest you do get in, by the way, I'm giving away a slab. Um, and we're only 52 members away from that happening so once we get to 750 in that group bam um free slab giveaway and it's actually four to choose from it's dealer's choice winner's choice i'm the dealer you're the player um not even the player are you i guess it is a game anyway uh yeah hit me up and i will fucking guide you in the right direction i i'll start a pull this program i mean i had something that's in my intentions regardless you know i'm starting up a shop i've just been waiting for me to get more distribution outside of lunar is all and yeah i'll start a fucking polis program i'll I'll hook you up with discounts you know i i I got you you know that's 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 why i do this podcast i'm here for you guys uh make sure that you have the best possible experience while enjoying comics and shit's tight right now man even saving you know, fucking 75 cents on a book, I mean, you get 10 books, you save 750, I mean, that's, that's, that's a shitty lunch for a day, but regardless, it's, it's something, so I, I gotcha, I gotcha, um, and a lot of times, you're saving <laughs> even more than 75 cents a book when you're coming through with me, like, my, my, my sales through Facebook, a lot of times I do 20, 25% off cover the day of, um, so that's, dollar dollar twenty dollar twenty five sometimes two dollars depending on the price of the book that you're saving per book so yeah now i uh i I got you i got you now with all of that being said um promethe i think it's a good pickup it sounds like a intriguing read and uh not every book should be picked up with the sole intention of flipping yes this is a speculative driven podcast but you want to know how you get good at speculating? You read more books. 
You know, that's that's what it is. You, you read a book on Wednesday and you're like, fuck, this has potential. Wait till everyone else reads it. And yeah, uh, you know, you start, you make sure that you order two copies of number two and you start getting those fucking, uh, the, the second and third prints that, you know, tend to blow up because they're, yeah, I'm, and this is all coming from reading. People ask me, how do you know? It's because I fucking read. Am I a pro? Semi. You know, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm a semi-pro speculator. I don't know if I'm pro, but I'm the best at it that I know of in my circle. You know, I got you. I got you. What's up with Boom this week, people? What's up with Boom? We have Basilisk, number nine. This is one, I, I've read the first two or three issues, and I was like, this has fucking potential. But my read list is DPL, so I, I, I didn't really go past three, but number nine's out there now so it's it's still going that's a good sign it hasn't been canceled it's a colin bun uh horror mm-hmm. we've got magic the gathering number 16 i'm glad this one's still going you know i'm not reading magic the gathering but it's kind of a nostalgic thing for me i like to see it continue on you know um covers are good the whole reason i got into magic was the art so if there's one more way to have cool art you know who should do a magic the gathering cover is fucking monty michael moore it just dawned on me now that this series is going because he used to do magic cards if you didn't know that then listen to one of his three or four appearances on the creator corner segments just it's worth it google uh mighty morphin number 21 we've got one two covers and then an foc reveal variant that's that's nice we got the Pink Ranger up against some of the I call putties. I should know that, goddammit. And then Once in Future, number 27. Due to be ordered by the 13th. Those are your boom books. And it is going to be kind of a heavier FOC week, I believe, just because it's the... Last week, there was kind of a break, just because it's the beginning of the quarter, but I think they're going to make up for that this week and just dump a shit ton on us here so it could hit the pocketbooks kind of hard but all the more reason like i said if you're not getting a discount on these books through pre-ordering then hit me up and even like i said even without pre-ordering i hook people up in those facebook sales join that goddamn facebook group i will i i, I got you uh let's let's take a peek at dynamite i'm just gonna scroll through here real quick and see if Anything catches my eye. Um, ooh, a Savage Tales one-shot. Gotta love some Savage Tales, right? few covers here. One, two, three. Ooh, a Liam Sharp cover, too. Nice. And then there's a, a white blank and a red blank. Uh, the red one is an FOC, so you're not going to see that one on the shelves, more than likely. That's going to be only for people to pre-order. At least that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, and it looks like, what is that? Oh, never mind. It's a facsimile. Yeah, yeah, nothing that really excites me, to be honest. You know, if I can, just some chesticles as per usual. Uh, IDW. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, Best of Snake Eyes. Cool. I like how IDW is doing these best of books. You know, they got all these IPs from these long-running series. Huh. It's, it's, it's kind of a... I don't know. It's cool. 
See, that, that, if I would have known they were going to go all out like this, I probably would have started earlier. I mean, it's not like the books are super hard to find, but um, at $7 a pop, it would have been nice to get them discounted, you know? Uh, Godzilla vs. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 4. Don't sleep on this series, people. It is going very well, and it is selling well. Um, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's kind of a sleeper series. And IDW, they, nobody does a crossover between two IPs like IDW. I mean, uh, Transformers, My Little Pony. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just off the wall shit. But Godzilla Power Rangers is perfect. Perfect. And that alliteration was not intended. Um, Rocketeer, The Great Race, number four. Got a couple covers there. We got Star Trek Mirror War, number seven of its little eight part Mac, Mike, Mike mini series. Uh, Two covers there. Transformers, Last Bot Standing, number three. Oh, yeah, four covers on this one. And all of them very unique in their own way. I like them. See, this is... Uh, I, I missed the boat on Transformers as a kid by, like, two years. Maybe three tops. I just... what Before I ever watched the show, like, I had... I'd get, like, the toys and shit and find the old shitty toys at garage sales... And the fact that I couldn't figure out the toys, get them back together, I was like, this show's going to be too complicated for me. <laughs> no, I don't know if I, if I was wise enough in my young days to, to realize that. I'm not saying Transformers is a complicated show. I was just, I was like, well, if I can't put the toys together, I'm probably not going to like the show. And it turns out I probably really would have, you know. I, yeah, I don't know. I enjoy Transformers. I just don't know shit about it, really. Oh, that's just a, a healthy respect, you know? And then, Usagiyo Jimbo, number 29. Due to be ordered by the 13th this weekend, people don't freaking sleep on it. How about Dark Horse, huh? Dark Horse Comics, we have Avatar, Adapt or Die, number 3. I mean, yeah, if you're into Avatar, there you go. Cyberpunk 2077 Blackout, number two. All right. They're on a steady pace with this. Uh, if you remember the last time they did a Cyberpunk 27, maybe it wasn't the last time, but the first time. I don't know how many Cyberpunk 2077 books they've done yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, they had a really hard time getting them out on time. But, yeah, all right. That's, uh, they seem to be pretty close together so far. Maybe they learned some shit, huh? All right, Mind MGMT bootleg number one. Now, Matt Kent has taken to Twitter recently to tease uh, Mind MGMT being or moving forward and its talks of being produced into something. Uh, so I would, I, I wouldn't sleep on it. I wouldn't do it just because. Obviously, this probably isn't going to be the key issue to have, but it's not highly printed stuff like the first run, and people are going to go to the next thing they can get. And I mean, you're probably not going to I mean, even if fucking sell them for four or five dollars a piece, as long as you're getting them at a discount, you're making money on them. Um, but I have a feeling these, the, the, when that day comes, these books will also blow up at the same time, just because of. All the reasons I just said. Great B cover. Let me get in on this. 
Oh, what are those things? Like kind of owlish and ghoulish and baddish. Mostly owlish, but... Uh, Pharrell Dorimple and Daniel Brereton. Brereton, I believe is how you say that. On this particular cover I'm looking at. That's cool, man. I like it. She's kind of got an owl face, too. Can't tell if it's painted or scratched up or... I don't know. Uh, pff, let's see here. Oh, we've got Stranger Things. we got another one-shot. It's a $7 banger. Damn. Keith Champagne and Chao Felipe. Cal? Alright, so officers Powell and Callahan patrol the mean streets of Hawkins, Indiana with the enthusiasm of two hefty dachshunds pretending to be bloodhounds. Typically, they don't have to chase down more than the occasional petty theft and teenager smoking reefers. But lately, the town has been getting weirder. And while they might not be getting to the bottom of it, they might just be getting lucky enough to survive it. Okay, so what I'm going to call here is going to be first appearance of... Uh, the whoever that fucking stoner kid is, is in the new season. Get this book. I mean, it's not gonna be giant, but uh, I, I, I'm I've only got four episodes in on the season of Stranger Things. I just know that this fucking Indian stoner kid does. Uh, sorry, Native American. Whoops. Uh, I don't know what you're allowed to say anymore, people. The long-haired fella. He that smokes the reefers. He's he's definitely a, a fun part of this, and maybe even the other like Hellfire Club dude will pop up in this. You know, uh, the the oh, fuck. Why, why, I don't know this. Yeah, I'm I'm behind. I'm behind. But uh, yeah, no, this one might be one to get. I think it actually definitely is. I think it's a fucking no brainer to tell us the truth. And I only say that just because, of, you know, they talk about smoking pot and shit. And, yeah. uh, and we've got The Ward, number two, due to be ordered. I, I haven't read number one yet. It's at the top of my reading pile, quite literally. I'll get to it. Um, I kind of, I need to get to it before this order's up so that I know if I want to get back into it. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I've heard good things about The Ward. It's, you know, one of the key collector's keys of the week last week, so that usually has some sort of gravitas. Not always, but sometimes it drives the market in it. So, And when people miss the first book and they see heat behind it, they're like, well, i got to get the second one. And that's where, yeah, I come in. Uh, Image Comics. Let's, let's wrap up the indies due to be ordered this week. We've got The Closet. Uh, oh, it's only a three-parter? That's a fucking bummer. Oh, man, I went big on this thinking it was going to be a, like, a ongoing, like, something is killing the children. Son of a bitch. That first issue was dope. Um, still has potential uh, to be, like, a, I don't know, a, a, a miniseries, maybe? I don't know. I mean, only three issues. Usually you need six. You know, you need 120 pages to make a movie. Um, in a series, you need, yeah, more than that. But I, I feel like this, this has potential to be adapted in some way. Like, short movies aren't really a thing, are they? I mean, yeah, I don't know. First issue was cool, though, people. That's, that's really what I'm trying to get to. 
Uh, firepower, number 22, due to be ordered this week. One, two, three, four covers to choose from on Firepower. Uh, Philadelphia, number 23. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, three covers to choose from, and I'm going to be honest, the A and the C are very similar. Like, the, the C is a black and white noir edition, but in the A cover, the only color in it is the slightly red lips. I mean, even then, they're mostly shined out. Uh, not a whole, But really, the, the main difference is the color and the titles and the size and the... the, the um, trade dress that's it but still cool it's it's a matter of do i like the the black and white with the big red lettering or do i like the little yellow lettering with the red lips you know and then there's a dope ass fucking b cover too manaya i've been seeing that name a lot lately uh, or at least more and more i don't know if a lot's the word but digging the art there i've got some werewolf vibes going on oh man are we gonna bring werewolves into the vampire universe there Philadelphia? I am admittedly and shamefully far too far behind on Philadelphia. I wish I wish I were caught up on this one, man. I got so many things that I want to talk to Rodney Barnes about, and I can't do it until I'm caught up on Philadelphia. I can't do it. Maybe that'll be my Monday homework. Huh. Uh, Ninjago Garmadon, number three. These Ninjago books keep throwing out new characters. I don't... I mean, it could be something, might not... I mean, you never know with Lego. Lego has the money to be like, boom, another fucking Lego movie. Let's do a Lego Ninjago movie and throw these guys out there. But I don't... I don't know how well they'll resell. You know? They could create a re-demand for them. Might get a couple bucks over cover price, but I just... I don't know how I feel about first appearance of, of Lego characters. You know, it's just... Yeah. Even even when you get into, you know, most indie titles. You know, even The Walking Dead. All, a lot of those first appearances, they're, they're, they're just... Like, first appearance of Negan, I think you could get for under 50 bucks now. I think. You know, so indie first appearances don't tend to do well. And we're talking Negan. You know? He is the fucking venom of indie comics you know well, he should be fetching asm 300 numbers if you ask me but yeah so um, tread carefully but um i don't know indie books really aren't gonna make you rich it's just you you can make if you put in the work it can make you some good money but you gotta sell a lot of issues you know that's just i guess that's what i'm trying to say Whatever. Little Monsters, number five. Oh my god. That B cover. Oh, that takes me back. Holy shit. The cartoon classics. Oh, just the... I remember those old VHSs, man? It was fucking... It had like 25 different cartoons on it. It felt like the never-ending tape. Anything from Casper to fucking Woody Woodpecker and just... All of those cartoon classics. This cover is... Oh, man. Talk about nostalgia. Um, now, as far as the series goes, Little Monsters, I probably fucked up by not continuing on. I read the first one, I was like, potential, but I guess I... I could see why people would be interested in these characters. I'm just not interested in these characters. 
So I dropped it, and I hear that it's gone on to be amazing. So, yeah. Never doubt Jeff Lemire, man. Always give Je- Jeff Lemire at least three issues. That's That should be my rule of thumb, but uh, I just get so fucking busy, and shit's expensive, and yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I don't have a, an account through Diamond just because all the indies are slowly starting to trickle away from Diamond. So I don't have that the luxury of having the 50% off discount. It just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, soon, though. Soon. Image will pop over to either Penguin or, Di- or Lunar, right? All right. We've got Metal Society number three on the FOCs this week. couple covers to choose from there. Prodigy, Icarus Society. What is this? Mark Millar. Okay. That should be enough right there. Matteo Buffani, I believe is how you say that. It's a soft G. Uh, The Magic Order and the King of Spies writer Mark Miller launches a brand new five-issue series starring Edison Crane, his favorite creation, and this time he's brought along amazing Star Wars artist Matteo Buffani to blow you all away. Edison Crane is the world's smartest man, but what happens when he gets targeted by an entire club of geniuses who also fly too close to the sun? Meet the Icarus Society. Oh, that sounds neat. I like it. I like Mark Muller. A few covers on that one. There's a sketch variant. There's a Sankovic Sankovic cover. Fucking awesome, man. Awesome. I wish I had the patience to shoot video for these guys for these shows. I'm not gonna lie, people, so you guys could see these covers too. But you're probably in your car listening, and it's probably not super safe for yeah visual. So that's why I stay away still. And laziness. Um, <laughs> Saga number sixty due to be ordered this week. If you ain't heard about Saga, mm. Spawn three thirty one. We've got a couple covers here, and once again. Bjorn Barron's just... He's hes a fucking master. I'm sorry, he is my favorite cover artist now. I don't i, I don't know why I'm apologizing. I guess the only thing I'm really apologizing... I'm apologizing to Francesco Mattina because he has been overtaken. I love Bjorn Barron's covers. He is just so goddamn good. There's nobody out there doing it like him. He's not repetitive. He does have a repetitive col- color palette, but I think it's his color palette that draws me to it. Like that like off grayish green. Oh, and his red is so fucking good. It's the perfect red. It's not in your face red. It's subtle, but still, you know, you know it's there. It's it's uh, so simple, but he uses the oh man, Bjorn Barons. Uh, uh and then the Barberry covers pretty fucking badass too, you know. Pretty classic spawn. Stonehenge Dragon and Boar, or Starhenge, right? Starhenge. Now, this one has has my, uh... Oh, written and drawn by Liam Sharp? Well, fuck. Um, alright. A future Merlin travels to... A future Merlin, okay? Travels to 5th century Britain to prevent monstrous time-traveling killer robots from robbing the universe of magic... And Amber Weaver's lively present-day narrative reveals how she becomes drawn into a war across time. The Terminator meets the Green Knight in 30 enthralling story pages, setting the scene for this original epic inspired by Arthurian sagas. 
interesting. I mean, Liam Sharp's one of the best at it. Super underappreciated. I've never read any of his stuff, and just for that reason alone, I have to know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, eight covers to choose from. Ah, that Ryan Brown cover's badass. That's the one really standing out to me there. Holy shit. And then we've got that Texas Blood, number 15. Couple of covers to choose from on that one. Danny getting the B cover. <laughs> Love your style, man. Like, it sounds disrespectful when I describe it as like, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want. But it's it's not, though. It's, it's such a fucking cool style. Uh, time before time, number 14. Wow, I didn't realize this was slated for an ongoing. Look at that. Uh, a couple covers there. Twig on its third issue. It's just a little five-parter. You know? I'm not hearing a whole lot about the story. Um, I guess the second issue did just come out, and I haven't really earned the time to go to the review board yet and see what people are saying. But, yeah, I don't know if this one's a bust or just a, at a low simmer right now. And it hasn't just come to boil yet. Well, we'll, we'll find out. i got one, two, three covers here. Momoko. Oh boy, do I even wanna? I can't help it. She's like a car accident. It's just. I mean, there's nothing I can say about this one just because there's no. Like, real anatomy to compare anything to. Somehow that hand's still fucked up, but it's on an alien, so. You know, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> The Walking Dead Deluxe, issue number 42. Five covers on this? Wow, they're getting out of control with this one. But, you know, it's Robert Kirkman's baby, so he can do that. He's the... What, what, what is he? The CEO? CFO? Because McFarlane's the president, right? Yeah. Alright, let's see what's up with Marvel, huh? This is what you tuned in for, am I right? Am I right? Let me take a little sippy poo here. I feel like I've been talking nonstop for 44 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. All right. I've been Mountain Dude. Let's see what we got here. We got some second prints to start out. We got Amazing Spider-Man number two. The second print. I See, I'm not buying the fact that people are... I don't know. I haven't read number two yet. Uh, I know... I don't ever want to say I hated a book. But I did not like the first issue of Spider-Man. I feel like it was a lateral move going from Spencer to... Who's this person? Zeb. You know, Zeb Wells doesn't write bad. Uh, more than anything, it's just the fucking art. I can't, I can't do this art. It's hard. Uh, I don't like the way Junior Junior draws ears. It drives me nuts. It's kind of like the. It makes me feel like claymation, but 2D, which is kind of like what the fuck's the point? I don't know. I don't like to sit here and talk shit. You know, I don't, no disrespect, and I I really do mean that. No disrespect. It's just I don't see how this issue. I could maybe number one getting a second printing. I could see, but issue two. But three just came out this week, so I'll do a little back-to-back -back on two and three and see what happens. Maybe it pulls me in. I just... 
Peter doesn't feel like Peter in this at all. Like, I get it. He's been through some shit. Like, maybe that coma changed him. But even then, it just doesn't feel like Peter Parker. It just makes it weird. Um, Avengers Forever, number six, getting a second printing. Great cover. Not the first cover of uh, Star Panther. Because, I mean, he was on the cover as Vibranium Man on, you know, the first printing. But still a cool cover. I mean... And I've heard other people say it, too. It's not just my, like, opinion, man. Uh, and, and when I hear other people saying, all right, that cover's cool, it tells me you should probably pick it up um, because, you know, people are going to want it. And it's a second printing of a key issue. So, yeah. Not a bad pickup there. Um, I, I say, if you know, if there's a, between the two second printings, definitely Avengers Forever. All right, we've got Axe, as they're calling it. Avengers, X-Men, Eternals. Uh, Eve Judgment. or judge, no, Eve of Judgment. There we go, number one. Uh, written by Kieran Gillen. All right. Pascal Ferry on the... All right, cool. So, first shot fired. Judgment is coming. The Eternals know that the mutants have conquered death, but what are they going to do about it? The oldest immortals on Earth eye up the newest, and the doomsday clock starts to tick towards Judgment Day. All right, man. Um, I, I This isn't one where I would expect first appearances or anything like that. I think it's just going to be a fun little Marvel summer event. You know, let's see how well they do this one. Marvel hasn't done really an event in a while, and their track record as of lately is actually pretty good. You know, um, the I think they had a strong last summer. Oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. This fucking Mountain Dew <laughs> just gave me the hiccups. Um, <laughs> let's look at covers here. The B cover, Mr. Right, Mr. Garson is the artist on this. This is the one to get. Uh, I, I looking at it on a screen is not going to do any justice. It is a collage of collages. <laughs> um. Definitely one that I think is going to resell well, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, we've got a couple of other ones as well. So it looks like four main covers to choose from on Axe Eve, as they're saying. Uh, Captain Carter, number four. One, two, two covers on that one. Uh, Captain Marvel, number three. 39. Oh, yeah. One, two, three covers on this one. Uh, and the Dodson cover being an homage to Avenging Spider-Man number nine, Captain Marvel's first appearance. So, I, ah, fuck, this one could do well. I feel like homages aren't doing as well as they should. But, with that being said, I, I still think this is a cool one. You know? There, there's, there's, a, there's a market for it. It's niche, but there's a market for it. I love first appearance homages. Uh, Daredevil, number one. He's back after almost no time. Still same creative team, though. Zarsky, Keketo. Um, All right. In the wake of Wilson Fisk's violent and visceral last act, it's a new era for New York and the man without fear. With a groundbreaking creative team returning to Usher in, all new, in an all-new chapter, Matt Murdock has no choice but to leave behind everything he's ever known, and Electra is the last vestige of his former life. Vestige? Vestige? I don't know. Everything Matt Murdock thought 
it meant to what what everything Matt Murdock thought it meant to be Daredevil is about to change, including the challenges he will have to face in the cowl. All right. Well, honestly, I don't know what it's trying to tell me there. Um, just, but you know, there's a good stopping point for a reboot. Then Marvel's gonna do it, even if it means not changing the creative team. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, I can just ball out and say I have a bunch of complete Daredevil runs instead of I've got one through four hundred or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I do have the last two volumes complete, though. Maybe even three. Two. Maybe three. I don't remember. No, two. Whatever. Shut the fuck up. Um, and no, it might be three. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five covers on this one. The Dan Pinozian cover is pretty cool. I like that. That's neat. And even the Nakayama Spider-Man variant. Eh, I don't know. It, it's kind of cheesy now that I look at it up close. It's literally Daredevil with Spider-Man eyes. So, not a, not a fan of the Spider-Man gimmick they're doing right now. Then there's a, you know, Foreign of Shades variant. Momoko. Um, Fantastic Four number 45. The second to last issue, because nothing says good stopping point like 46, right? So yeah, uh, the second to last issue here. I do believe this is the f- first full appearance of Reed Richards's sister. And I think she first appeared in 36, I believe it was. 26? I don't know. It was... It was <sighs> Yeah, but it was a cameo, and I don't know. Yeah, but I think this book is going to be huge just because I read the solicitations for number 46, and it sounds like they're going to... They've got some big plans to end this run, and with them reintroducing Reed Richards' sister in the second-to-last issue, um, yeah, that... But then you have the problem of, well, fuck, if she pops up and then the series, and when are we, we going to see her again? And that really is the question, unless Marvel's announced another Fantastic Four thing. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I was told this is Dan Slott's last issue, though, and I'm pretty sure it's going to end at 46, and they'll probably just reboot to number one. It'd be weird if they <laughs> continued on at 47 with a new creator when instead of, you know doing the thing they just did with Daredevil. Hard to say. One, two, three covers on this one. The uh, the visuals of the week belong to Mark Brooks on Immortal X-Men number four, though. Uh, this this cover's fantastic. I remember seeing the work in progress of this art like months and months ago. And Emma Frost just... Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> this art is so good. Simple, but at the same time extremely complex. Like, oh, it's Emma Frost wrapped up in a red sheet. But look at that sheet. Like, somehow the sheet's sexier than Emma Frost. I know it's weird to say, but... Tis the truth. One, two, three, four covers to choose from, but that A that cover will do you just fine, I'm sure. Uh, Legion of X number one getting a second printing. Alright, now this is one I would definitely... Yeah, first cover appearance of Mother Righteous. 
um, who first appeared in this, you know, the first printing. It's a first print or a second printing of like over a half a dozen new characters. So this is this is the reprint to to pursue this week for sure. For sure, Legion of X number one, second printing. Uh, Marauders number four due to be ordered by Monday. One, two, three, four covers on this one. Uh, Dakin getting the Pride variant. Moon Knight number thirteen. Two covers there. Just has a sweet variant on this one. That is amazing. If you're a Moon Knight cover collector, that's probably one that's going to be on your wall. Uh, New Mutants number 27. One, two, three, four covers for some reason. Uh, the Hellfire variant's pretty cool on that one. Oh, man. I don't like that. Is that Rasputin? Is that what we call her? Or is that Ileana? I can't fucking tell. Uh, so good. Uh, Punisher number three getting a second printing. Now, this is, you know, number three, he gets his powers. So, no. Wait. Uh, do I not have number three? I remember reading number two. Fuck. Now I gotta look. God damn it. Uh, Punisher number four due to be ordered this week. Just one cover to choose from on that one. So there is no choice. That's the one you get. Uh, Savage Avengers number three. Oh my god. And look at this. Merca and Dolfo. Fucking Predator variant. Fighting the Black Widow. I like it. Merca and Dolfo getting some fucking Marvel work. Good for you. You go. You fucking go. Uh, two, three covers total on Savage Avengers. Uh, I've been kind of saving it up. It's been killing me. I've I've had Savage Avengers number one pulled out for a couple of weeks now, just sitting on the desk. It's not the right time, man. It's not the right time. Well, number two is out now. I, I just gotta. I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it. I can't hold back anymore. I gotta know. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 Exodus. This is, I believe, is going to be the first appearance of Loki 29 and the 2099 Avengers, I believe, is how I understand that. Could be huge, could be nothing. Um, uh, I'm going to say it's probably going to be on the lower end of in-between. You know, it's going to be something just, it's probably going to be a minute. Hold your horses on that one. Uh, Spider-Punk number three. I fucking love Spider-Punk. It is so badass. And there's going to be a new appearance of, like, a Daredevil drummer, you know? So another first appearance popping up in there. The band groweth. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 25. One, two covers on that one. There's a Sprouse Choose Your Destiny variant that has yet to be revealed as I record. So probably pick it up blindly. Not a bad idea. Uh, and then Wolverine number 23, we have the cover of the Millennium. Um, I don't know if I can go that far, but Kyle Holtz was the one that got the opportunity to do a Wolverine versus Predator cover. And I mean, that's, that's like the dream, right? That's the, that's the one that we've always wanted to see is Predator versus Wolverine. <sighs> Fuck man cover so good. It's so goddamn Kyle Holtz metal, it's ridiculous. 
Uh, and that's that's a wrap on the Marvel books this week, people. I mean, it's it's kind of a more of a cover heavy book or week. Um, honestly, the Legion of X number one second print is probably my pick of the week, though, as far as spec potential goes. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to give it a once-over. The covers this week are amazing, though. Like, that Mark Brooks is fantastic, but Kyle Holtz doing a Predator vs. Wolverine, it's it's a fucking dream, man. It's a dream. It's just, it's a good week. Oh, Fantastic Four number 45 is probably uh, the another really, really, really easy pickup. You know, I don't know how quick it is going to be to flip, but... I feel like it's, I don't know, it could be a 10 to $15 book on Wednesday, that Wednesday. The Wednesday it comes out. I, just, I feel like it has that kind of potential. Uh, let's see what's happening with Lunar, huh? Uh, the DC book's due to be ordered this week. Now, if I recall correctly, there really is a buttload, like a giant massive buttload of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, DC books because they were light the last couple of weeks. You know, new quarter, like I said. But let's uh, let's just let's see what they have here. Sorry, I'm trying to get all my shit pulled out. I'm stalling poorly. All right, let's see. All right. Okay, yeah, not not nothing too important. I know that's kind of a poor choice of words there, but spec wise, I guess. But I don't know. Let me be the judge here. Uh, let's start out with Aquaman and the Flash Void Song number two. This is Rom V. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little behind on my lunar orders right now. Uh, I'm sure they'll be here soon, but I just haven't been ordering a lot, so there hasn't been enough to really be shipped to me. So, yeah, you guys start coming to me, you know, if I could get them every week again, but right now I'm just. I'm slowing down. I don't really want to store a bunch of fucking books. You know, <laughs> just want to order what I could sell right now. And with that being said, still waiting on my Aquaman and the Flash Void Song. Uh, Rom V though, hear good things. Uh, Batgirl's number eight due to be ordered by. And keep in mind, Lunar they need their orders in by Sunday, so your shop is probably telling you Sunday the twelfth instead of Monday the thirteenth. And on it, that's just, it's just a safe way to go. Um, the big book of the week through DC is going to be Batman 125. You know, a new creative team taking over again. Uh, Zarsky and Jimenez. Uh, oh, Tomel More. Come on, man. Fucking A. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be first appearances or anything like that. That tends to be what these creators are doing now. Once they get on Batman, they're like, oh, I got to create a bunch of characters. I got to put my fucking thumbprint on the Batman mythos by, you know, creating all these new characters and shit right off the bat. But I don't know. Let's play with some of the ones as of recent, you know? Um, yeah, no, this is great covers all around though. There's the lotto variants. Amazing. The Enyaq Lee is amazing. The Francesco Matina fucking sweet Catwoman cover. Uh, the one in twenty-five, Ryan Gonzalez, pretty awesome. The Jock cover is gonna do well. 
The Jimenez, 1 in 25, is going to do well. Simone de Mayo, holy fuck, that one's badass. That's going to be the one. Yep, remember the Jock 881? This is the new one right here. Million times over, yeah. Uh, I think that's a no brainer. Uh, fucking, there's a 1 in 250. A 1 in 125. Sorry, I'm knocking shit over. God damn it. A 1 in 500 black and white Jim Lee. God damn. Yeah. And a blank. That's not really blank. It's got like bats in the back. That's fucking cool. Uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year. Let's see here. Was there something to this? I don't remember. But that doesn't mean there's nothing to it. Uh, number four. Due to be ordered this week. Two, three covers on that one. Batman Killing Time on its fifth issue. Uh, that Cal New cover is friggin' awesome. The one in 25, though. That Oliver Cope, I mean, obviously I'm biased collecting Penguin art. This is so fucking cool, man. It's, it's such good watercolor Penguin. I want it. I'm not gonna order 25 to get it. But I'm gonna hope that there's no key anything that happens in Killing Time, and it just kind of falls to the wayside, and a couple weeks later I could pick it up for 10 bucks on eBay. But I want that on my wall, man. Or if you just want to be super cool and send it to me, uh, <laughs> I'll be happy to shoot you my mailing information. Uh, Batman Urban Legends number 17, due to be ordered by this weekend. One, two, three, four covers on this one? That's odd. Usually I don't do that many on the Urban Legends. Or do they? And I just don't pay attention. Uh, Black Adam Justice Society Files Hawkman. It's going to be a one-shot. I would just assume you get a bunch of these great covers, though, both of them. Uh, that looks like The Rock, 100%. But just enough to not have... Or just not enough to have to pay for his likeness. But that's... If you're some... Mm-hmm. Blood Syndicate number three, season one. Blood Syndicate's back. So I got a lot of non-DC books I got to skip through here because Lunar is expanded vastly. Uh, Dark Crisis number two, new to be ordered this week. Hey, that's a cool B cover. Juliet Neca? Is how you say that? I don't know. And then the C cover is cool too. I like it. It's got like a Justice Society thing going on. Alright, cool. Uh, and then the one in 25. It's kind of got like an Andy Warhol-esque vibe going to it. Alright. Oh, and there's the one in 50. Jesus Christ. Really? You're ordering 50 copies of this book? I mean, I guess it is a crisis book, so maybe. It's good, though. Lucio Perillo? Fuck, man. It's a great cover. Great cover. It keeps going. And there's a one in 100 foil as well. And it kind of looks like... I don't know what's going on there. Are they fighting on a pile of people, or are they playing in a crowd? No, no, they're fighting on a pile of people. Oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. I couldn't tell if they're on stage, like, bat-metaling, or... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, what is this? Dark Crisis, Worlds Without a Justice League, Superman... Number one, one shot. All right. Looks like they're really going to expand out this Dark Crisis thing. It really should be no surprise. Uh, what do we have for covers here? 
There's a one, a one in 25 Steve Beach and Chris Burnham on the A cover. All right. All right. World Without Superman. Cool. DC Voices the Vampires, number seven of a little 12-parter. That Matina cover is dope. Uh, one in 25, Leslie Lyrics Lee is the artist on that one. Leslie Lyrics Lee. And then once again, another cool-looking old-school movie poster type of... Oh, it's like Lost Boys. Because it's DC versus Vampires. Oh, it's the Coffin Edition. So it contains one through three. That is cool. I like that. That is going to be collectible. You know those fucking Lost Boys fanatics out there. And the B cover on this one's pretty cool too. I can't... It's another homage to something. I just can't tell what it is. And shame on me for that. But another horror movie homage. Uh, continuing on. We're still just in D's, people. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond, number three. Was there something to this one? I think there was. Yeah, his first project, Superman. So take that for what you will. First cover appearance of that as well, it seems. One, two covers, and then a one in 25. Is that David Marquez on that? Cool covers all around. Poison Ivy on that B cover. She's got some big old Rhea Ripley shoulders in that. See, ah, they gave her the fucking shaved side head. I don't like that. Make that... Stop. I don't like that one bit. Fox and Hair, number one, getting a second printing. Uh, okay, so this is not DC, obviously, but... I don't know. I feel like this has potential. You know, it's a vault book. And it does have potential to do something. And the second printing could go on to be really rare. But the premise just seems like it's screaming to be adapted. Uh, Future State Gotham, number 15. Ah... I'm behind on this one, but I don't feel like it's a book that we should be sleeping on people. I know it's good, and every issue I have read has been good. Just fall behind. Uh, I Am Batman, number 11. One, two covers on that one with a 1 in 25 Albuquerque variant. The final issue of Joker, number 15. Mm-hmm. I feel like this has been pushed back. I feel like I already talked about this. But once again, it could just be me recalling the beginning of the week. I don't remember. Uh, three covers and then a 1 in 25 featuring Bane and Vengeance. Gillum March on that one. Um, last last DC IP for James Tyne in the fourth. You know, he's still doing his nice house on the lake, but I think that one's on a, from what I understand, going to be on a long hiatus. So you're not going to see a lot of James Tyne in the fourth DC books from here on. Uh, Jurassic League, number three. Oh, yeah. Some Daniel Warren Johnson action. Gotta love that. Uh, Gustavo Duarte cardstock might be kind of big, too. We'll see. Uh, what the fuck? Hold on. There's Jurassic League, and then Jurassic Warriors, number two, from Ahoy. See, that's confusing. That's going to be confusing. But it's there. Ahoy Comics, Jurassic League, number two. Or, I'm sorry, Justice Warriors. What the fuck was I reading? What the fuck? I'm sorry. That was confusing. My brain glitched. So, yeah. Uh, Justice Warriors. Not even close to Jurassic League. 
What the fuck? Yeah, severe glitch there. Uh, Miss Meow, number two. This is out of... Ah, uh, fuck. What's the company? Uh, I forget who puts this out. It doesn't stay say here either. I don't know. But I kind of get like a... Mm, God damn it. White Widow vibe from this. You know, I don't think it's the same company. I think it's a different company. But yeah, that's definitely the vibe I'm getting. White Widow. Uh, Monkey Prince, number six. Due to be ordered this week. Don't sleep on Monkey Prince, people. I'm telling you, don't do it. Multiversity, Teen Justice, number two. God, we're still just at M's. This is crazy big week. A uh, couple covers to choose from there. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number four. Again? Uh, two covers on that one. Poison Ivy, number two. Now that Jenny Frisson, I feel like, has already been done. That looks familiar. Is she copying herself? Hmm. I don't know. Deja vu. Uh, three covers, possibly more? No, no. No, not on a Poison Ivy book. Uh, so three covers, and then a 1 in 25, a 1 in 50... Oh, and then an F cover, and then a 1 in 100 foil frisson cover. All right. See, they know that people love Poison Ivy covers, so they're, they're going hard on it. They're going hard. Ah, let's keep this going. Come on, come on, let's go. Uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 13. One, two covers on that one. And I think... Nope, that's not it. There's Wonder Woman number 789. Uh, two covers on that one. And then last but not least, Wonder Woman Evolution number 8. Wrapping up that eight-part miniseries. Don't sleep on Wonder Woman Evolution. There's some shit going on in it that people aren't talking about yet. And I say yet with a capital. Why aren't you talking about it? Because... This, uh, I, I guarantee it's not low or it's not highly printed material. It's going to be low print run. This new Wonder Woman character looks like it has all types of her, she has all types of potential. Not it. Uh, it is kind of thingy though. I can't tell what it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll just have to read it for yourself. Badass. It's going to do very, uh, very well. Now. Uh, I am going to hop on over to the new books now. But first... Alright, let's talk about these books coming out next week. New comic book day. Uh, Wednesday, Tuesday for DC. But I don't know many people that go pick up their books on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, to be honest. It's still Wednesday, you know? Genre. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it. Let's go in reverse. Let's just start with the the DC books slated to hit your slots. Uh, I'm kind of just kind of I'm gonna breeze through these because we've already. Well, I guess we haven't with these because the show's just starting up again. But you know, just the the key issues and stuff like that. Things that I think are gonna do well that you're gonna want to jump on sooner rather than wait. So yeah, let's uh. Let's just get down to it. And I haven't really gone through the DC books yet, but let's just see if there's 
something of interest here. The Batman Urban Legends Derek Chu cover looks pretty badass. It might be something. It's pretty, at the very least. Uh, DC Pride Tim Drake. Alright. There you go. Uh, Jurassic League number two. I like the first issue. I think it's a sleeper series. Uh, let's see here. More. Sandman Universe. Yeah, man, they just keep introducing new stuff, and now that they've introduced or given more information on the Sandman Netflix series, people be Sandman, and you'll. That's what they're spending their money on right now. So, mm hmm. And who's to say that old Neil Gaiman doesn't throw in Mr. Nightmare and was it Agony and. Yeah, these new characters that they're doing. Um, just trying to see here. Uh, Pride Month variants. Nicole Go, Goo, sorry, Nicole Goo, I should know that, she's been on the fucking podcast, uh, getting the Wonder Woman 788, let's see here, what else, do, I'm just trying to find as many pride variants as I can here, since it is the season and all, Superman, Son of Kal-El, David Tolaski getting the pride variant on that one, let's see if I missed any other ones here, uh, da, da. no, um, well, I mean DC Pride, but yeah, obviously. There is a Pride portfolio too. Um like their their poster portfolios, if you haven't seen DC's poster portfolios, they're pretty cool. They they that's a it's a solid I don't know what are they 25 bucks, 15 bucks, I don't remember. But yeah, it's just a reprint of great covers and it's Pride month, so yeah. Uh, yeah that, that looks like all for DC coming out next week so nothing that you really need to be falling over not like there's ever a whole lot of dc that you know speculators get excited about anyway but every once in a while something will catch somebody by surprise and yeah it's usually like a random cover but uh all right let's let's see what the 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 fart is happening outside of dc um from boom studios the one to keep your eye out on is grim number one the third printing and uh, Grim, well, just Grim in general, to be honest. The, the, the Stephanie Hans FOC reveal variant could do well. The Frissen variant's pretty, I mean, it's Frissen. So, yeah, just Grim all the way around, but that third printing, I think, I mean, the second printing got up to around 25 bucks, if I recall. So, yeah, and it's a Great series. I can't wait to read issue number two this week. I mean, just regardless of spec-wise, it's it's one of those series that I'm recommending to everybody right now. I'm just one issue in, but yeah. This week, that'll change. Um, and really nothing else in the indie world that has me going gaga. Uh, nothing from Image. So let's see what's happening in Marvel this week. Second printing of Amazing Spider-Man number one. Maybe, I don't know, it's new art. So, you know, Spider-Man completionists are going to want it eventually. Uh, maybe not right away, though. Um, uh, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, number one. Uh, no, there is the, the there's a Pride variant, and then there's a Scotty Young variant, and there's a Stormbreakers variant on this. So I think just all of the covers for this alone, I think are going to have appeal, but it's a Captain America number one. Um, yeah, granted it's a miniseries, but still. Let's see here, what else is standing out? Hulk 
Weakling and Wiccan number one. Oh, you never know what's going to pop off in that. Uh, Iron Man number 20, this is the proposal. So maybe even the C cover, the cola cover, because it's kind of got the proposal on there, on the cover itself. So that could be something. There's a scroll variant as well. Um, but, I mean, proposal variants, or I don't know what you're going to... Not really key. But still... I mean, as far as keys go, it's about as minor as it gets. Let's put it that way. Technically, it is a key event, but yeah, I don't know. That all just kind of depends on... No, I mean, if Patsy and Tony stay married for the next 10 years in comics, then yeah, people are going to be all over it. But mm, yeah, I don't know. People aren't jumping all over... What, what was it? Fantastic Four? Ah. <sighs> Fuck, man. I forget what issue it was, but it was the wedding issue between Ben and... Uh, I think it was like 12. Ben and... Um, Alyssa? What was her name? Fuck, I forget. But regardless... Yeah, man. Um, and, and that turned into the, the wedding of Rogue and Gambit. And no one's jumping all over that one. You know, and people love that ship, so... I don't know, man. Um, but still, as an Iron Man fan, obviously, it's already going to be on my pull list. It's just, yeah, something happens in that, thought I'd mention it. Uh, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. Constant potential with those. Uh, Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse number three. I think there's going to be another version of Gwen in this. Um, more than likely. Could be minor. I don't know. Uh yeah, man, not a lot this week to jump all over. And what if Miles, it's what if Miles became Thor? So, yeah. I will say that the Wolverine number 22 Hellfire Gala variant is amazing. Is that fucking Gabby? No, that's that's Laura. I love that. Because Gabby only has one claw. That's fucking dope. Yeah, no, I, I I gotta find that. Damn, damn, damn. Well, yeah, no, there's not not a lot that the speculators are gonna be flipping hard this week, but still some exciting stuff overall. I mean, that's far from the entire list of stuff coming out. Just the the new and noteworthy, if you will. So that does it, people. 383 of Polis Priorities. Remember, pre-order your books. It's seriously, it's, 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 uh, it's just better. It's better. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, the only excuse not to, honestly, is laziness. I'll give you all of the fucking means and opportunities and shit. I will guide you, even if it's not through me. I will hook you up with people hit up nerds forever 307 nerdsforever.com still a proud affiliate and friend of the show love their shop 307 nerdsforever.com um hit up hit them up on facebook too my boy tarl he'll hit you up with a pull list he's got you you know and i know for a fact that he offers a discount as well so there you go if you want to help out a small business 307 nerdsforever.com and like i said at the beginning of the show I, I get enough people interested, I'll I'll start a Polis program too, you know? I'm just brand new as a shop, 
still kind of getting my feet together. I mean, I'm not saying I'm bad at it or anything like that. I'm not ready for it. But, well, come at me. I got you. Uh, ShopCheersToComics.com. Use code PODCAST when checking out. Save yourself an additional... I don't know if it's 10 or 15%. I don't remember. But it's still, it's more money. I, I, I discount the books under cover price, you know, when I put them up there. And as far as back issues go, I stay comp- as competitive, competitive as I can with eBay. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I, I, I would rather have your money than somebody else, and I'd rather have less of it than somebody have more of it. You know what I mean? So, shopcheerstocomics.com. Got your back. Use code podcast. And also, while you're at 307nerdsforever.com, use code cheers to save some money as well. So, I'm telling you, I've got the f- the means, people, to make these books happen for you at great prices. So, continue listening. I'll continue to hook you up. Uh, hey, you know, I'm back at it. Um, the algorithms would love some, some fresh reviews. Leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can, leave uh, a, a review. It, it, it is tremendously massive to this show. One review goes a very long way in the algorithms. I'm telling you. I, 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 could, t- I could look at the numbers and know, like, oh, someone reviewed me. Because that's, that's, that's how it works. Um, so, yeah, really... Uh, well, well, Apple Podcasts, and then what is it? There's Good Pods, is the other one as well. Um, that 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 blowing up. Check out Good Pods. Um, yeah, that's all I got for this one, people. Oh, and uh, shout out to the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour hitting their their fifth year. <laughs> um, even during my hiatus, I, I stopped listening to a lot of podcasts just because it's. It, it wasn't because I, you know, I'm out of the podcast game. It was because my whole schedule and everything changed. I didn't have the time to listen to podcasts, but I always stayed up on ODPH. So shout out to Padawan J and Ken Moneybags and Coach Duffy on five fucking awesome years, man. If you're not listening to ODPH, listen to ODPH, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. They have your back, man, on all things entertainment. From sports, every fucking sport you could think of, from boxing to wrestling to football to um, even local wrestling and shit. Like, they, they, uh, these guys know how to cover it. And if there's any type of, you have a question about what's on TV, there's really nothing that they're not watching. And if you hashtag ODPH, I'm on the Ola, I sounded old as fuck saying it like that, on Twitter and say, hey man, I want to hear your take on fucking i don't know anything stranger things uh they'll i promise you they'll watch it and they will they will give you their honest take on it and their their breakdowns are like none other uh, i feel like they have supercomputer brains the way they could just like come out of a movie and then re- you know give a play by play of the entire movie like damn i don't even i don't remember this happening but <laughs> They remember every fucking detail, which makes, uh, that's what makes them so good and so separate from everybody else attempting to be as good as they are. So remember, hit up the Ocho Duro, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, and uh, they, they got your back, man. They got your back. You'll see them in the Facebook group as well, you know, we're always interacting. If you, once you see them and subscribe, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I fucking know those guys. They fucking host the cheersies together and shit. It's them. So do that. 
I know it's my first time bringing up the ODPH, but it's it's important that you do. Let's give them some huge five-year anniversary fucking numbers, huh? Let's just blow their fucking minds. See some crazy digits, you know? I didn't know we could do that many. Yeah, let's let's break it. Let's break their uh, their hosting site. You know what I mean? That's what we're going to do. Uh, what do they do? Podbean, you're in trouble, man. You're in trouble. ODPH is fixing to get a dump in of downloads. So, <laughs> All right, people. Really, thanks for, for coming back at me and listening to me blabber. Uh, the things I have to say are of importance, despite my, my, my uh, stupidity in between. Um, take my word for it, and I promise I'll, uh, I'll get you places one way or the other. Uh, this is my goal, looking out for you. All right, I'll talk to you the next time there's things about comics to talk about. In the meantime, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, you fuckers. Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. I'm John Chang. This is Drew Zuck. This is Mark Russell. Uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the Apocalypse is sure to have something for you.